Hello, it's Jamie here. I got a micro, and uh, we have Patreon episodes coming out. They are unreal, you guys. If you love the normal episodes, you're gonna love these. We have so much fun uh, doing them. They're the best. It's five dollars every month. You get two extra episodes. We do all sorts of stuff. We do deep dives on the history of comedy. We do off-cut stories that didn't make it other eps that we have a, a lot of fun with. And we just have. We've done an episode with Alex Tolliopoulos on video stores. We've got. Other amazing stuff coming out, so check it out. You can subscribe on Patreon or Spotify. Uh, get around it. Thanks, everyone. Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. Hello. <laughs> we can get into it. Welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. Oh, baby, we have a real heater coming at you. A return guest, a glorious return guest, host of the popular podcast, The Friend Request. It's Chloe Madren. Hey, hey. hey Chloe. How are we doing? In. Oh, good. It's so good to be in a real studio, not on the fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> I always yeah. look at the YouTube clips of your podcast, and I, like, I as a as an overweight man, <laughs> I hate sitting on the ground. Like especially like at picnics and stuff. People are like, Why are you standing? Because like most of the time I just like sit down and I'm kinda like a walrus, like flipping around, being like <laughs> picking up another young Henry's being like, Is anyone gonna finish that brie? Picking up with my whole hand and never getting comfortable. So you're I'm one I might buy, I, I might bring in my own chair yeah. <laughs> and just cut off cut off at the neck. That's not a bad idea. I think I'm gonna get sued soon because yeah. I have had um, only men that are complaining, but many men complain about having to sit down. I'm like, you guys need to stretch more. Yeah, yeah. it is our problem. I took a yoga class for the first time on Monday. In preparation I, yeah, for the yeah. invite. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, is anyone new here? And I was like, yep. And they're like, why are you going on? I was like, ever heard of the Friend Request podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get limbo. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you've got to do a few more vinyasas before you get on that pod, baby. But I think I've rode Drew in as well. So it's just going to be a couple of sweaty men on. <laughs> taking such a turn from fucking Thursday futsal to <laughs> fucking Wednesday. Monday, yeah. It's all a problem. Like me and Drew, I think, have the same problem where we find one person from pop culture that we like, and then we decide to emulate every single aspect of their life <laughs> oh. for about six months. Who, yeah. who is it? We're now? reading yeah. this detective series uh, <laughs> called Cole and Pike, and every time everything they mention, we're like, we should do that. <laughs> well, look, I thought it was going to be Russell go. Brand or something. So that's a lot better. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine if we did. <laughs> 23 as well. We're just like, someone's like, man, forgetting Sarah Marshall is really funny. You're like, what's that? We should be sex icon slash pests. <laughs> Which one comes yeah, first? Well, Me both at the same time. Rolling, both wearing like eyeliner, and, like, shirts, sunbuttons <laughs> to our navel. The thing about friendship is, you know. It's nebulous, isn't it? I'm wearing a mesh shirt. Now I don't know if you're doing Russell Brand or someone we mentioned before the podcast. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, you know, communities, friendship, friendship's a community. Totally. And that is a brilliant link between the two pods that mm. no one can question because this week <laughs> we're doing friendship. Yeah, it's a, it's a great... We're doing it, it Comnot style. Yeah, we're doing it Comnot. We've gone deep on some research. We'll get some stuff from Chloe. But, I, I mean, first, like, let's... Uh, Chloe, tell us about your podcast. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I need to really work on the, the elevator pitch or the branding because I've had several people who I've kind of explained the podcast to come to do it, and they're like, so what's the deal? You, like, had have no friends or what? <laughs> 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 and I'm like, oh, no, shit, people are saying that. But that's essentially the point is I was um, uh, weird at friends for most of my life. And not 
not weird, like we're friends. I just get way too excited when I make new friends. And so I made a podcast um, where I would force people to come and hang out with me yeah. and be my friend. Mm. Yeah, totally. it's dangerous to pods. It's good that they weren't around when I was in high school because that would have been, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, know. A, do you want to be my friend? Come on my podcast. <laughs> come on and play PlayStation. It's awesome. I know yeah. what you mean, Chloe. Are you? Because I have a, a similar thing where I reckon I've described somebody as a friend where they would say barely an acquaintance. Oh, <laughs> the amount of time, <laughs> friend. Fuck, the amount of times you get to hang with Drew and then he, there's 20 people there and he's literally on the lap of one guy just hanging. Hanging out, he's like this guy. Drew's real. got a real like 18th party vibes. Like you know, yeah. like the first year where alive. you like drink alcohol and like a yeah. guy from your high school is like, oh hey man, it's good to see you. And you're like, we are best friends. <laughs> and then you have your arm around I'm them saying, the whole night. I'm a lot, That's I'm true. Yeah. Lot, his arm around. I'm like, you're a real man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've, hey, seen, I've seen Drew. That was Alec Malinkovich. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen Drew give Alec Malinkovich a lap dance. And, I would do it again. And, then, uh, ones. and also, yeah, we just sit there and we make fun of him, but also I seethe with jealousy every time. <laughs> and I'm just like, I thought we had something special. You oh. won't let me sit on your lap because I'm too heavy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Look, I think uh, you're just excitable, and so am I. Exactly. Mm. So I think both very like lovable the, people. I like, like the concept. I love the pod. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's good. I mean, it, I really have already solved most of my issues. So for the people that are coming in being like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, no, 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 we're good. I just want to talk about it. All the nuances that we all face, right? Yeah. We, were, yeah. we were all ostracized from several <laughs> French groups. What would you say is the biggest revelation you've learned about friendship from your podcast? <laughs> I learned one yesterday um, from Becky Lucas, and she said the reason I struggled with making friends was because I had uh, big old titties. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have the same problem. Jamie's <laughs> 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 jealous of me. I know. <laughs> you can never find the support you need emotionally or physically. Yeah. <laughs> It's like having it being a guy with a big dick, you know what I mean? Like everyone's no, I don't know. You. What <laughs> <you> mean. <laughs> of course, that's the thing. It's that's that's <laughs> holiday dick, you know. Holiday no one wants to marry the guy with the massive dick. <laughs> oh, Trust is that Christ. true? That's holiday true. Dick. Interesting. I've never heard that okay. one before. Well, 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 yeah, we what's could the, have what's, used it a few years ago. <laughs> what's the etymology behind holiday dick? Uh, what's the what's the phrase mean? Well, you go well, on holiday, you meet a guy, you got a big dick, you have sex with him, but you don't want to marry him because yeah, because you can't take that every day. Like on holiday, your dick actually looks a bit big. I'm on Expedia right now. <laughs> I would like to say that you're all um, giving a lot away here in your long-term monogamous <laughs> yeah, I was say, That's very telling that we're all either married or in the process of becoming married. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to think of any time I hooked up with someone on holiday. Damn, coming, coming up dry. <laughs> Not even Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> She's always busy when we go on holiday. Yeah. And Drew's She's walking around and all sore. Drew, <laughs> Drew keeps dropping the phrase holiday dick as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah, because I did your pod. It was really a lot of fun. And we talked. it's good to talk about your friendships when you're a kid as well. Mm. Um, because you forget about, like, some. I'm, I'm friends with um, a lot of mates from primary school. But there's other friends that you, I don't, that, you remember like, wow, I was best friends with that guy. I don't think about him anymore yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I used to, cause my first like really close friend was a kid who lived in my street and his name was Kane. And when I was like eight or something and I would go to his house every day. Fuck. That's a newy name. Yeah. yeah. It's Kane. Yeah. <laughs> a redhead, redhead kid. <laughs> oh, yes. His family had a Tarago. <laughs> he had, he was the youngest of uh, four boys. And oh, I went to his house. Did he have a brother called Abel? 
No, he did not have a Wally. He's starting to sound like the O'Doyle brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, they weren't that inbred. Uh, but um, <laughs> he was, I went to his house every day to the point where as a kid, and only looking back now, I'm like, sometimes I get there and be like, yeah, is Kay in there? And the dad would be like, nah, mate, he's not here. I'm like, where is he? And he's like, it's just not here. And then I only realized recently, like, the dad was just sick of me being there. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. I would go to his house every day. Like, we <laughs> yeah. just hang out, we go in the bush, throw rocks at stuff, you know? And I, like, so for probably, Five, six years. It was like, clearly my best. And then we went to different high schools and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Never again. Never, literally never had a conversation with him ever again. Well, my, yeah. my first, first best friend. We discovered this when you came and did the pod mm. that it's all just about pr- proximity, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's, it's how close, close you are. Yeah. When you've got your brains forming, and that was the thing. I had nothing in common with this guy except we like throwing rocks at trees. You know, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like we had this great <laughs> bond, but he lived like five houses down and just best buds. And then- Different school, that's it. Not oh, catching yeah. up, mm. you know what I mean? Damn. What about you guys? Your first first ever like best friend, do you remember? Your mum? I was I was <laughs> like I came as a, just a package deal group of friends already because my mum and her best friend since they were in kindergarten had two baby boys on the exact same day. And mm. then it was just me and then my best friend of my mum and her best friend and then there was a the wider family who I'm still friends with all of them today, but like my uh, granddad played footy, my great granddad played footy in the hills in Captain's Flat with their granddad. So they were all from this tiny mining town called Captain's Flat, and um, they all knew each other from there. They all moved to Queen Bean when the mine shut down. And then like my grandparents used to take my mum and her siblings to the bowling club and leave them in the car with a packet of chips, and then there. The, the other grandparents would be in their club as well with their kids in it, and so they would just play in the car park with their little chips for dinner. Jesus Classic Christ. fucking small town small RSL seventies seventies <laughs> shit. And um, but yeah, my mum was like best friends with this woman, and like she, this lady's coming to my wedding. Yeah. Um, she Aww. booked out the other penthouse for, some, for herself. <laughs> so me and Hayden get the bridal suite, and we look over, and she's in the other one. Like, hey, Lady, how are you? And um, yeah, and then my, they had kids on the same day, and he was just like my best friend. Jeez, growing up forever. There you go. It's so handy. Built in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jamie? I've moved country twice. So, like, my first best friend from England was a kid named Daryl, and I really don't have any in- anything interesting to say about him because, like, I left when I was seven and, mm. you know, but that this was pre-email. God, I'm old. But uh, <laughs> it's, like, pre-email, pre-text and stuff. So it's just like, yeah, see ya. We'll catch up, I guess, when I come back and you never come back. And then I think, like, my friends from Holland, like, I had a really – tight friendship group and this was just when email came and it was just like well it'll be a cinch to stay in touch and mm. it's like you know after like two months of like pretty <laughs> frantic emails back and forth being like this is what it's like in australia that's so interesting this is what's going back here you have your own lives and mm. then like those people like you kind of like at like 18 19 when facebook became a thing you added them a little and it's like hey is it, if i ever come back i'll come see you and you just don't like yeah that. What are you going to catch up about? Pokemon 1? You know, like, <laughs> you finished red? I got blue. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like... 30, dude. I, I, yeah, I think there are still a few people, like, from Holland that, like, broadly have the same tastes I do. So occasionally I'll see them at, like, a gig of a band that I would go to if they came to Australia, and you're like, you'll come and be like, that rules. And yeah. then yeah. they'll comment, that rules. And you'll be like, we're still BFFs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I see my, um like, oldest best friend who I've 
been friends with since year three. He's living in Sydney now and like his older sister's really close with my sister. Just, you know, we've been close forever. But he's literally moved to Sydney. We're in the same city again and I've seen him once. He's been Mm. here for a year and a half. Yeah, but they're the kind of friendships where five years could go by and you see him and you're just like, it's just Take the it same. Back up. Like it's that's so good. It's so great about them. Yeah. Like my friend Blaine, who's one of the extended family that I was forced to be friends with since we were babies. He, um, we're still great mates. And if I don't, he moved to Canada for like five years, and I did, just didn't see him, and then saw him again. It was just like it could have been three weeks since. Straight I Straight back saw. on his lap. You know? Straight back <laughs> on his lap. <laughs> around the shoulder. Blaine, Jamie. <laughs> Blaine, and Blaine's like, fuck, now I realise why I'm in Canada. <laughs> Blaine rocks as well. He's yeah. a, I, I've met him a couple of times. He's a real good bloke and uh, he's coming to Drew's box party and a few weeks. We won't say where it is so we don't have fans. <laughs> obviously. But Follow us <laughs> down the highway. With <laughs> <laughs> posters. Come boy. <laughs> but I remember like, he was like being like, yeah, I'm so so excited to come down and meet everyone and hang out. And then he was just like, who's, uh, who's doing the food at the box party? And I was like, I messaged him and I was like, oh. I don't know. It's like four months away. Why do you want to do it? And then I get a message from him the next day and he's like, no, I was just hungry at the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Never plan a box when you're hungry. (laughs) I wanted to bring up some famous friends um, that uh, maybe people didn't know. Yeah, well, we'll get Drew to Alex. that. Uh, <laughs> Drew, Alex, and Jay. <laughs> uh, some some famous people who who were uh, friends from before they were famous. Ooh. Obviously, the obvious ones: Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, friends since they were ten years old. Yeah, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. They live down the street from each other. That both. is crazy, and because it's not like they've got this weird like wham thing where one's bigger than the other, yeah, you know. Yeah. And he's dragging along. He's they're both independently Just pretty huge. Just to guys. think of the unfathomable amount of two young boys who, when they were like. Teenagers were like, we should write a movie, dude. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then it wins the fucking Academy Award. Both, like. b- both writing, directing, starring in starring, it. Starring, both good looking guys. Like, it's pretty pretty wild, right? It's insane. Pretty wild. Um, Leo Caprigo and Toby Maguire, for, since child actors, since 10 years old, you know, as well. Which is pretty pretty crazy. Less less crazy though because they're children. Child actors. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, 30. But, you know, imagine how many kids so, would yeah. go to a child. Like, they're... How many child actors become famous movie stars yeah, yeah. as well? They mm. normally go to the Macaulay Culkin you know, it's freak show. Incredible one, though. I think it is Leo DiCaprio. Um, do you know uh, Richard Kind? He was like yeah. a, he was like a character actor I in love Spin Richard City. Kind. And I think if you saw him, you'd, if like you saw him, you'd know exactly big, who it is. Big fat guy, right? Big fat yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's but great. I, I think he is like one of Leo's best friends. Yeah. He's, a, he's like a friends with a really famous guy. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that I've got here is Nicole Kidman and Naomi Watts went to high school together, which is pretty fucking weird, yeah. right? That is that, weird. I forget about Naomi Watts yeah. and that she's Australian. She's like, Fuck. you know, the high school together in North Sydney. I think we talked about it um, on that app. Um, Rob Lowe, this is crazy. At the same time, not the same year, but at one point his high school, he was in high school with Charlie Sheen. Emilio Estevez, who's Charlie Sheen's brother, but, you know, Sean Penn, Chris Penn, and Robert Downey Jr. Wow. All in the same school. There's a photo. There's a, some thing of them playing basketball together when they were like, yeah. I think Rob Lowe was in a movie with a couple of high schoolers, wasn't he, later in his career? Was he? Oh, oh, yeah, he's got some dodgy sex tech. Oh, <laughs> really? I didn't know about that one. He's, I'm not up to date on the latest. For some reason, he hasn't, picked, like, the cancellation escaped him. Like, oh, let's get him right now. I okay, mean, let's do it. No, he's hot. 
Yeah. Uh, it can't be hot and be cancelled. That's the rule. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Look at Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp looks like shit. What are you talking oh, about? Well, that's why he it's taken like so foot. long for him to get cancelled. Yeah, exactly. Now he looks like shit. Nice. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Time's Thank running you. out. <laughs> this one's a weird one. Um, uh, Snoop Dogg went to high school with Cameron Diaz. And sold her weed all the time, Aww. which is pretty Sick. cool. That's I love cool. that. That and, is cool. And then, so I was looking at this, and then um, I saw it came up a bit about um, childhood friends of friends actors, which <laughs> some of it was quite quirky. So I'll go into that. So uh, Jennifer Aniston played Rachel Green, and her childhood friend Adam Sandler. Oh apparently. my yeah. god! Of Isn't course, that's that why they've got such good chemistry. Chemistry on that yeah, she that dated. She dated one of Adam Sandler's friends when they were teenagers, and they were being buddies oh. ever since. Um, and a uh, little trivia: while we're doing friends trivia, Rachel Green nearly played by Courtney Cox on mm-hmm. the show. Nearly, they nearly screwed it up, um, and and Jeez. cast the wrong characters. Yeah. Um, so Joey Tribbiani, Matt LeBlanc, Matt LeBlanc went to high school with Louis C.K. Oh. <laughs> a bit of Joey Triviani. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that a bit strange? <laughs> Joey Triviani nearly played by Vince Vaughn on the show. I can oh. see that. I can see that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd love me some Young Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Like Young Vince Vaughn. Swingers era Vince Pre- Vaughn. Well, it's, he, got, he got knocked back and then he got swinging straight after that. So that he right. sort of got a breakthrough. People forget how hot Vince Vaughn He's was. He's so hot. Oh, very yeah. charming too. Like just mm. charisma, hot. Can't cancel him. (laughs) Jacob pointed out that he thinks that when he's looking his best, people have said he's like a Vince Vaughn. He's got a Vince Vaughn. Since he said that, I can't watch Vince Vaughn without like blushing. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Matthew Perry, Chandler Bing. Matthew Perry, Canadian, went to high school with Justin Trudeau. Oh. Uh, Col- uh, yeah, and apparently um, bashed him at school. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was there for the uh, blackface. blackface. Yeah, yeah, well, gave him a black eye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you be any more racist? <laughs> 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 and uh, speaking of, uh, so Chandler Bing was nearly played by John Favreau. So yeah. swingers, it was almost swingers, in almost full. swingers. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah. Phoebe Buffay, Lisa Kudrow, um, childhood friends with this is a quirky one. Lisa Kudrow was childhood friends with John Lovitz. Oh, okay. John Lovitz yeah. was known as since she was five years old, convinced her to get into improv. How is um, he not significantly older than her? He was he was best friends with her brother, like childhood best okay. friends. And I don't know the age of the brother, but yeah, I I, I think she he's twenty years older than, her, but maybe it's only like Probably ten like or yeah. eight or something. Yeah. Years, yeah, but okay. has known her forever. And Phoebe Buffay nearly played by Ellen DeGeneres, Oof. or wow. Kathy Griffin. So either oh. way, oh my gosh. god! And I think the woman who Eventually became Roz on Frasier. Was yeah, there too. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of others, but they're the, the, the Ellen. Oof, that throw you off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ross Geller, Dave Schwimmer. He was in a college improv troupe with Stephen Colbert. Oh, okay. okay. So they were in Buddy's role, and that was he was nearly played by um, Eric McCormack of Will and Grace fame. <gasps> I could see that. See yeah. that as well. Yeah. Similar oh, looking guys. Close. Very close. And then Courtney Cox, um, who Monica. Uh, what was her last name? I can't remember. Geller. Geller. There you go, Jamie. Of course, Jamie nice. will know. Yeah. Instead of me with the research in front of me. Uh, I'll just go to the uh, the computer. Uh, what's, her name? what's her middle name? Uh, what's her blood type, Jamie? Um, Maybe. <laughs> uh, Courtney, uh, she was play- nearly played by Janine Garofalo, mm. which I get it, but I, I think, don't like it at all. I think no. it would 
Yeah, she's got she's got too much of that like grunge. Grunge, yeah, yeah. 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 Can't get the whole. I do neat, like neat freak. I, I like me some Janine Garofalo. Oh, me too. She's awesome. She's so yeah. cool. I don't. What? <laughs> <laughs> too ugly. Cancelled. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> get a bit hotter. Um, oh my no, god. No, no, she's fine. Um, and Courtney <laughs> Cox, no childhood. <laughs> no, just says, no one's her childhood best friend. Oh. Uh, she grew up because all the other people you forget about it. Like when you go to those high, like. People who go to high school in LA, it's like, who's there? There's Char- Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez because their dad's Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah And totally. he's right. So that the likelihood of celebrities being friends. And it's only got, gotten worse. There's like celebrity culture. Nepotism, so best yeah. friend, childhood best friend. So she grew up in like Alabama, no best friends. Did find out though oh. on a Wikipedia that Courtney Cox is a direct descendant of William the Conqueror, though. So oh, that's, hell yeah. that makes cool. up for it. I'll trade all my friends to be William the Conqueror's yeah. great grandson. Can I? Um, forgive my ignorance. Yes. Who's William the Conqueror? Invaded uh, England in 1066. He was defeated at oh. the Battle of Hastings. Copped an arrow to the eye, oh. I believe. Oh, Hastings does make many people cop. There's <laughs> 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 a long way to get there. <laughs> we got there. I mean, we saw the Battle of Hastings at Gosford. Anytime he's on stage, it's a battle. We're in the bomb crew. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. There's some friends trivia for you. Beautiful. Guys. I love that. Love that. There we That's go. Um, yeah, meta friends. On our friends, friends episode. on our friends. Yeah, friends I didn't. Just, I didn't just misinterpret the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we're all friends, right? Oh, I know. What I can still about. do a friends. Ep. I could do an hour on why Ross shouldn't is is you know maligned. <laughs> Unfairly, I mean. You're a Ross. Hey, you're they were on. They were on a break. I love Ross. They were on a break. They were on a break. You're a Ross. Oh truther. my god, that's <laughs> insane. Sorry, I'll happily argue that okay. point for the rest of the podcast. I actually do think they were on a break, <laughs> but it was that fucking night. Let it cool down. Was that that night? I don't remember. It the was plot that line. night. It was that night. But if you're that upset, I have no horse in that race. I just think, in general, <laughs> people malign Ross unfairly, and he's a great character. Mm, he's a little. He's weeb. just a whiny, annoying yeah. freak. But it's all right. <laughs> 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 you oh, see you're so upset. yourself. <laughs> uh, I, I had a few things like on different themes of friendship. And one of them is a a topic that kind of like boomed in like the mid 2000s and then kind of like as culture moved on and got more progressive, kind of like was like "Ah, a bit icky. And this is the concept of being friend zoned. This is is a. I think friends um, coined the term actually. Did they really? Well, like made uh, popularized. Yeah, right. So for those who don't know it, being friend zoned is when a whiny bitch male usually (laughs) is in love (laughs) with some woman and uh, Mm. she's not putting down what he's picking up and he's just Mm. like, oh, good friend zone. But one of the most prominent examples from recent time, that like became public with uh, two very public figures was uh, Natalie Portman mm. and Moby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so, that is a mismatch for the ages. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so, so oh, man, just the fact that Moby thought he had a shot. Get your yeah. eyes checked, dude. It's <laughs> yeah. not happening. That's but nuts. Natalie Portman criticized Moby for a very disturbing account of their friendship in his new Mm -hmm. memoir, Then It Fell Apart, comments which he has since contested further. In the book, the musician, now 53, claims the pair dated when he was 33 (laughs) and Portman was 20, which already I'd be like, Mm -hmm. man, leave that out the book. This is not an interrogation. uh You're not being secretly recorded here, dude. I've done the James Bond theme remix and I was hanging out at the local university (laughs) trying to pick up (laughs) chicks. But he says uh, she met him backstage in Austin, Texas. He recounts going to parties in New York with her 
and to see her at Harvard University kissing under the centuries-old oak trees. So she went to Harvard as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's good. Because <laughs> no, I was worried there that she wasn't up to his lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's smart as well. Isn't right? she the one? She's got. She's has like academic research yeah. published under yeah, her yeah. name. Like yeah. She's yeah. super smart. Mm. Uh, cool. Moby's quote, at midnight she brought me to her dorm room and we lay down next to each other on her small bed. He's 33, by the way. After she fell asleep, I carefully extracted myself from her arms and took a taxi back to my hotel. He says that he then struggled with anxiety about their relationship. It wanted one thing, for me to be alone. Nothing triggered my panic attacks more than getting close to a woman I cared about. Later, he writes, for a few weeks, I tried to be Natalie's boyfriend, but it hadn't worked out. Writing that she called to tell him that she met someone else. Portman disputes Moby's account. I was surprised to hear that he characterised the very short time that I knew him as dating Mm. because Mm. my recollection is a much older man being creepy with me when I had just graduated high school. (laughs) He said I was 20. I definitely wasn't. I was a teenager. I had just turned 18. There was no fact-checking from him or his publisher. It almost feels deliberate. The book has their first meeting dated as September 1999, which would have made Portman 18. Oh, my God. She wow. added that he used this story to sell his book was very disturbing to me. It wasn't the case. There are many factual errors and inventions. I would have liked him or his publisher to reach out to fact check. She said Moby had told her, let's be friends, and that they had hung out a handful of times. So she comes out and is like, no, this was an old guy being creepy towards me. Uh, instead of, you know, saying silent or saying like, oh man, I might've fucked that up. Moby doubles down oh, as no. many the people in the friend down. zone do. Uh, uh, well, he, actually, yeah. <laughs> he posted a picture of them together on Instagram and saying oh. that her account confused me as we did in fact date. And after briefly dating in 1999, which still makes her 18. Uh, He said, we remain friends for years. I like Natalie and I respect her intelligence and activism. But to be honest, I can't figure out why she would actively misrepresent the truth about our albeit brief involvement. He said the book account was accurate with lots of corroborating photo evidence, etc. He added, I completely respect Natalie's possible regret in dating me. To be fair, I would probably regret dating me too. Classic friend zone movie. Mm. Oh my uh, god! Self deprecation. Yeah, yeah. That's so embarrassing. But it doesn't alter the fact of our brief romantic history. This is that, insane. Yeah. So he doesn't debate that eighteen thing. In fact, he doubles down on. He's like, yes, we were, she was eighteen, yeah. but we did. Day. Day. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude. I like, cannot wait to be a superstar and just see little worms that crawl out of the ground. And be like, yeah, actually, we're, I'm we her did. boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's like two years later. Yeah. Patreon of the frame request is huge. And someone's like, I dated Chloe when she was 16 and I was 46 <laughs> years old. I mean, look. Like, Come on. <laughs> I have a rich history. <laughs> okay. That's like, and it's so weird because is he, like, how could he, like, it, how could he prove that he they were dating mm. without more implicating himself into being a fucking pest? Yeah, exactly. You know, like if you know, yeah, it's a bit weird. Like uh, he never says we had sex or anything, right? He never, he never. No, but I'd that. also like you know if someone came out as famous as Natalie Portman or anyone for that matter, mm. and they were like, "Hey, I was eighteen. 
I thought he was a bit creepy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, I was not creepy. Here are all the photos of us yeah. hanging out. Yeah. And you're asleep in this one. Yeah. And this, one. Yeah. this one's through a window. Yeah. Here's one from you 500 yards away. Through yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a telescope lens. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah there's, there's, so a, there's a real problem. And it's, you know, you, you say that, sure, we're calling it out a lot more nowadays to be like, oh, the friend zone thing is a bit of a fucked term in general. Um, but it's still so prevalent. It's still such a problem. It's come up multiple times on my podcast with um, listener emails and that sort of stuff because a lot of people are like, hey, well, why am I getting friend zoned? Or, hey, how can I friend zone? And I'm like, you don't owe anyone your pussy, girls. It's all good. Hey, you can Mm. just be friends. And But at the same time, I do think there's something to be said for people respecting when someone only wants to date. It's just you got to communicate that. If someone says to you, hey, I don't want to be friends and you're like, well, I don't want to date, then you just... Go your separate yeah. ways. That's it. That's what's, fine. What's, yeah. what's more to gain? Yeah. I, and I feel like I once talking to this girl who had a male best friend all of high school until she was like 26 or something. And then one day this guy turned around and was like, I've been in love with you. for <laughs> And then she's like, no, I'm not fucking going to date you. And then he just sort of like disappeared out of her life. And she was like guarded because she was like, I thought he was my friend. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's so upsetting. She, she wasn't like. She was like, I'm the fucking victim here, not this guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, like this guy, yeah. this, every single thing this guy's ever done, I just have to put it back in the lens of he was just trying to fuck me. Yeah. For yeah. Nine I years. Think yeah. There's something to be said about what Chloe was saying, a clear line of communication where totally. like you don't need to stick around if you don't want to no. be friends, but like a decade-long campaign oh of misinformation God. and manipulation. <laughs> like wild. at that so point, fucked. like ghosting is just as fucked as being like, hey, I can't handle being friends. This is so, like, yeah. so lame. Have, have any of you guys ever had like a female friend that admitted their love for you? No, that wasn't but the other way around 100%. <laughs> 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 okay, how, did you, how yeah. did you deal with it? Did you just stop being friends? Uh, yeah, we did, but like, mm, we tried for a little bit. We were like, let's try and be friends. And then uh, like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a... how do I say this without getting cancelled? No. <laughs> <laughs> she was a it bitch. It wasn't a, it just like wasn't a thing where like after we stopped hanging out, like she got a boyfriend and I got a girlfriend. Like after yeah, that, we okay. just kind of like stopped mm, hanging out. Mm, and, like mm, mm. I wouldn't say we fell out or anything, I but I have no idea what she's doing now. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure she has no idea what I'm doing now. Yeah. Unless she listens to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I've had that. I Yeah, I might have had it the other way around as well, but... That I'd no. probably be. I don't so think oblivious. girls are that forward, right? I think well, the girls are that. They won't spend. Do you? Are you saying like a girl who's like a a guy's friend and then all of a sudden says I'm in love with you? Like, yeah. I, I think girls will just throw their cards out straight, like straight away, but in without being so weird about mm. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, or the they'll just saying, they'll just go, oh, this isn't working. I'm going to the long term friendship into admitting it does strike me as more of a dude thing it's to do. It's got to be 95% uh, yeah. to girl. Yeah, well, I think that's largely Direction. because women, I don't think we handle um, rejection as well. So if we were to put ourselves out there, like could, because men face so I mean, much I more rejection. handle it better than Moby. <laughs> <laughs> On the Moby scale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, wait till you see my book. Right? Uh, the, the Mobius strip, we call it. Yeah, Mobius strip. Yeah, I don't know. I, I My head, most... Girls, not to generalize girls, but they'll like they'll make a shot, whatever mm. the shot is, probably a very subtle shot. Mm-hmm. But then they'll go, "Oh, he doesn't like me." 
then I'm done. They're not going to spend nine years trying yeah, to, yeah. in their head, fantasizing about the moment they're going to like this oh, yeah. guy. Nine years is too long yeah. for that <laughs> sort of malarkey. <laughs> so eight and three quarter years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you got to bottom out as seven. You can't have two Olympics during the time that you're yeah. trying to fuck <laughs> this one chick. Awful. So have you, has it never happened to you? Of course it's happened to me. Like, a, a, how, What's the longest guy friend that's c- confessed, <sighs> made, a, made a shot? Do you reckon? Maybe a year yeah. of friendship. But um, for the most part, like it's happened multiple times in different ways. <laughs> and even, you know, at certain times in my life, even if I wasn't interested, I'd be like, all right, go on, give, give, get it in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then okay. kind of fuck the friendship up from there. Because <laughs> right. I knew I wasn't interested anyways. I was just like... That's one way to get out of it, I assume. Yeah, Maybe not know, this yeah, advisable way, but Chloe Waddingham do. It was it was not used space at the time, <laughs> okay. so they can give it a go. Those guys were ecstatic, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> You're like being like, oh, I was mean, do I just let it? And the guy's like, this is the best thing. <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> but no, I definitely had one friend who um, told me that he had feelings for me. I was more clear on my boundaries. was like, no, and I also just adore our friendship. And we're still friends. Um, you know, oh, our friendships good. ebbed and flowed and we kind of needed some space and I had to learn to respect those boundaries as well because for a minute there I was like, no, we can still be best friends who have slumber parties all the time. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, no, yeah. we can't. And I'm like, you used to massage my shoulders. <laughs> 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 and you had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, a, I was a little shit, you know. <laughs> it's no good. Yeah. Some people just like to... Practice the art of massage. <laughs> 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 for some reason, I got mates who that was their move in high school. You're at a fucking party and he's like, Do you want I'm like oh. surely everyone can see through this it's shit. It's such a bad move. It's it's like, like, people fall for it. List of like, it doesn't work. Yeah, I think it, there's in the list of like, Teenage party red flags. <laughs> guy that offers massage. Yep. Probably belongs up there with guy that brings an acoustic guitar to a party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, the, it's same the same guy. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that brings an acoustic guitar. Like, if I bring an acoustic guitar to a party, I'm not like, man, Drew is going to love my rendition of Damn. <laughs> like, Even though I would. Yeah, I know you would. And I'd play it for you all night long. I'd be like, listen to it again. <laughs> and this time it's going to be slower and I'm going to look in your eyes. And I'd be like, you want a massage kick? Yeah. <laughs> I um, love a massage. Do you have any more categories? Do yeah, you? I have. I have a, a few. What have we gone son, done so far? The friend zone. The, the friend zone. zone. Okay, cool. This was um, this one. I, I'll do a little bit of content warning because some of the stuff gets a bit like uh, violent and disturbing. <laughs> but this is uh, the concept of enemies turned friends. Oh. Okay. Which can happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Probably not this, as much as the other way around, I would imagine. Yeah, and like <laughs> they're obviously like, you know, enemies turn friends, like someone at an open might be like, that guy's not funny, and then being like, he's actually my best friend. This one is like <laughs> a long, violent thing uh, from World War II. Uh, it, it's the story of a guy what? named Eric Lomax. Uh, so he was a British soldier, and basically... He, it says, uh, beaten to a pile of broken bones, caged, starved, and tortured, Eric Lomax was convinced he would never see Britain again. He had already experienced the lottery of death among the chain gangs on the Burma-Siam Railway. Now things were even worse. He was accused of being a spy, and he was left to the mercies of the Japanese Army's secret police. So one of the Japanese Army's secret police's favorite tactics was something called waterboarding, which is where mm. someone simulates drowning on you, basically. 
And an interrogator explained to him on his arrival at prison camp in 1943, Lomax, you will be killed shortly after whatever happens. It will be to your advantage in the time to tell us the whole truth. You now know how we can deal with people when we wish to be unpleasant. But Eric Lomax didn't break and he survived the ordeal and he was eventually transferred to uh, Singapore's notorious Changi prison, which he, after that, after his experience in Japan, he described Changi as heaven. Uh, so Fuck. Eric Lomax was born in 1919. He was the only child of a Scottish post officer and he was sent to the Royal High School in Edinburgh. In 1941, he was posted to Malaya as a young Royal Signals officer. Within weeks, his unit was in headlong retreat to Singapore where he was taken prisoner in February 1942. He was transported 1,200 miles to start work on the notorious 300-mile death railway that the Japanese were... Sorry, can, I you want. Yeah, can I get another sign? <laughs> <laughs> can I get the cool railway? <laughs> Marshmallow Railway. That looks like that. Yeah. Uh, so the Japanese were constructing this in Thailand to go through the Burmese jungle so they could kind of work their way towards India, which was like a military target of the Japanese. Mm-hmm. And it said, for the young Lomax, it was a bit of irony. As a boy, he had been infatuated with railways and engines. As he recalled later, I could not believe I had become a prisoner only to be... T- to be sent to work on a road for the machines that had given me such pleasure when I was free. Wow. It's cool to like trains. Um, tortured building transformers or yeah, something. Yeah. You know, like this is tough. So he worked with a bunch of J- Japanese railway fitters in Kanchanburi. It was, mm. he reflected, a relatively civilized birth compared to what other officers were enduring elsewhere. We were surviving, but that was not enough. We were rebellious and eager to know what was happening in the war, so they started taking risks. Lomax was part of a small group of prisoners who uh, managed to, from like stolen items, they foraged together stuff to make a radio. They would tune in to the Allied news bulletins from India and they'd spread word of Allied progress. At the same time, Lomax was creating a map in a naive hope it one day might be part of an escape plan. But one day in August, disaster struck. The Japanese discovered the radio, and Lomax and four others were subjected... Just listen to Fitzy and Whipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that a cashback? Like, they're like, don't tell me you figured out the secret sound, Lomax. The Black Thunder pulled up, and they were like, this is a little suspicious. <laughs> so yeah, they, they got found out, and they were sus- subjected to such sustained pulverizing with pickaxe handles that two of them oh. died. Oh. Uh, he said, I went down with a blow that shook every bone and which released a sensation of scorching pain that seared throughout my entire body. Worse was to follow days later when he was handed over to the local Kempai Thai or military police. There he was locked in a five-foot cage that became full of red ants, mosquitoes, and his own piss and shit. Uh, Periodically, he would be hauled out to face a double act, a shaven-headed NCO, his face full of violence, and a smaller, almost delicate man who spoke English. The former would do the torturing while the latter did the talking. I hated the interpreter more than the torturer because it was his voice that gave me no rest. At the outset, he accused Lomax of anti-Japanese activities and issued news that he would be killed pretty shortly. So it must be pretty brutal to be tortured, but then like some guy <laughs> in a monotone being like, also, you're going to be killed, brother. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, one. it would be sweet relief. At that yeah. Point. So Lomax would remember it as a flat, neutral piece of information. <laughs> that would describe. There was like a Penn and Teller description of that. Yeah, double like this was that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's classic good cop, bad cop, yeah. except both are very bad. Uh, so all cops, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd just been sentenced to death by a man my own age who seemed completely indifferent to my fate. I had no reason to doubt him. By now, the Japanese had found Lomax's secret map and determined to know why he had it. So Lomax, he kept saying, like, Lomax, you will tell us. Mm-hmm. And so Lomax tried to explain that he was a train enthusiast and that mapping mm-hmm. the map was a source of pleasure to him while he was being tortured. And <laughs> Don't hurt me, I'm, auti- I'm autistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they tried to force him to confess with a series of beatings and waterboarding. And But Lomax, he held strong. He said, no one ever told me how long all this lasted. He finally came around in his cage. Soon afterwards, he was sent to Bangkok for a Japanese court-martial. To his amazement, he was not executed, but he was sentenced to five years of close confinement. His response, he says, was one of joy. The rest of the war would still be sent in brutal conditions, but he would survive it. So he wasn't getting tortured every day. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, years pass, he gets sent home. Mm-hmm. He has a wife. He has a family. They get divorced. He has a second wife. But uh, so an old war buddy Don't torture it again by uh, first wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> catch a break. <laughs> an old war buddy sends him like a newspaper clipping of an English language paper in Japan, and it was about a Japanese soldier who felt really guilty and repentant about his actions, mm. and he said he was suffering painful flashbacks, and he was trying to make up for his country's treatment of prisoners of war. Mister Lomax is like, fuck. That's the guy who tortured me like every day for ages. And so for years, Lomax kept tabs on his tormentor. His name was uh, Nagase Takashi. And he even read his memoir. So Takashi put out a book being like, man, I feel fucking bad about like all this shit. I was torturing this one loser who's yeah. crying. <laughs> and Takashi is better, not... Sounds better than Moby's book at this yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Takashi, not the torturer. Takashi's the... Like the monotone guy who talks. And so he said, uh, eventually his second wife, Patty, suggests uh, to write Takashi, suggesting that they meet. And in 1993, the two men were reunited in the fabled bridge across the River River Kwai, which was a famous Alex Guinness movie. Uh, But Alec Guinness, sorry. And uh, genuine class. And... um, it, it was said that, like, this guy, when he found all this shit out and was corresponding with him, he was like, I'm going to go over there and meet him and fucking yeah. kill him. He mm. was? In his head? In his head he was. I don't Fuck. think he ever said it out loud. but like, And, like, I think he told his wife at most, like, like I've got mm-hmm. images of, like, violence. I will rain down on this Damn. guy. Um, but so they get there to the River Kwai. He meets him. Takashi bowed. And then just started apologizing. Said, I'm very, very sorry. I never forgot you. We treated your countrymen so badly. And Lomax goes, we both survived. And then they talk for like hours and hours. Mm -hmm. They they hug. It was a therapeutic process for both. Later on, Mr. Lomax accepted an invitation to visit Takashi in Japan, where he finally formally forgave him. Reading out a letter saying as much, I have proved myself for remembering that it is not enough if it simply hardens hate. And Takashi, upon reading this, says, I think I can die safely now. And they became best friends until Takashi died and then he died shortly after. Oh, it's the notebook. I thought you were going to say best friends until Takashi professed his love to him. (laughs) 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 He said, I've ever seen that. Treat him mean, keep him keen. (laughs) Takashi kept giving me shoulder massage. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, that's very sweet. That and is, yeah. I don't know if I'm forgiven some guys. Yeah, I, that would no, take a lot. It's trauma bonding and yeah. it's just familiarity. I think, honestly, your brain just freaking connects to people so easily when I, you're in a heightened trauma situation. Sure, totally. yeah. Takashi said as well, for what it's worth, that like, because Japan kind of isolated in that war and you know, Japan is kind of like an insular community. Mm -hmm. They have got their own propaganda machines. He was like, man, we just thought we were the good guys. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. we thought we were just like doing Japan proud. We we were told not to like think of people as people. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like it's, that. it's all freaking stupid war conflict yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it's just, yeah. ugh, everyone's just doing the doing the bidding of some stupid rich cunt and everyone but else gets hurt. sometimes something nice can come out That's of right. it. That's right. And it, it, it ended lovely, but there was that one pretty well, hectic. Well, they both died, but... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of old age. Well, some pretty hectic detail, so I'll do a bit of a um, change of tone from that because we've got horrific war, World War Two, you know, torture, abuse. Uh, then we've got this story. First line... It's a surprising interspecies friendship. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I can Hold feel that minute. coming from you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know those eyes. So this is one of, uh, one of my favourite topics. As long as humans topics. aren't involved in this. A guy <laughs> kept giving a dog a mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love an unlikely animal friendship, and there are t almost too many to choose from, but this one got me most. Because um, just even right from the start, the names are great. So you got Hemingway the farm goose. Oh. <laughs> and Waffles, the miniature horse. Oh. <laughs> I had to put the names the other way around. Yeah. It's, well, this is why I like it. Um, and you might actually find out why Hemingway suits the goose a bit more, right? Uh, so He's a writer. Shotgun in his mouth. They're not, <laughs> they're not only roommates at the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. They're inseparable. Um, quote, their body language made it obvious that they're friends and that they better stay together, said Cindy Kelly of Bucks County SPCA. Waffles, a six-year-old miniature horse, and Hemingway the goose were rescued with two peacocks and a dozen ducks under warrant from a property Kelly said had, quote, really filthy, unsanitary conditions. Waffles uh, is recovering from an infection, so the horse has an infection. This has made Hemingway extra protective of his friend, honking and flapping at his wings when shelter staff come to take care of the Aww. pair. Oh. When we go to give, uh, have medicines or injections, Hemingway would get in between and say, I'm sorry, that's my buddy the horse. He doesn't want a shot today. Linda, uh, Linda Ryder with the Bucks County SPCA told a CNN <laughs> affiliate. Uh, Hemingway is sassy and his companion Waffles is described as peppery. It's an odd description. Uh, also, but Hemingway can speak. Sorry, this is not the headline. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Linda's she being, she's playing fast colorful. and loose at the fact. She's putting some words in his uh, yeah, some Who words was peppery? The mouth. goose. No, uh, so Waffles was described as peppery. Oh, right, okay. So the horse, I, I, don't, I don't know what peppery means as a description of something. Well, they cooked and put pepper on it. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> um, but it says like they're a package deal for anyone to adopt. So if someone's like, hey, I've got a farm, I'd, my, I'd love a miniature horse. They're like, you have to have this goose. <laughs> 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 it's a package deal. <laughs> it's an ensemble set. It's um, a good set though. Yeah. It's a totally great set. Oh yeah, you got to bring home a Jacob. Uh, <laughs> he good would news, love it. Good news and bad news. Uh, the good news is I got a goose. The bad news is as a horse yeah. as well. <laughs> and if you try to feed the horse, the goose is going to honk at you. Yeah, um, so that was that. And I also thought we could have just touch on, um, you know, the, phrase man's best friend or just pets in general because that's obviously what people how people describe dogs mm -hmm. and i don't know if you guys i think the most famous one is obviously hachiko you guys familiar with hachiko uh, yeah, I'll cry wow. now. so hachiko was this beautiful uh japanese dog um 
who would go and wait for his owner every day at the train station and oh. walk home with him. And then his owner like had a heart attack in the office and for nine years until the dog died, no. he would just go wait there. It's the Futurama thing. It's a, that's where they got it from. Fuck. And Hashiko's got like a bronze statue in this little Japanese oh. town because everybody knew him. They all loved him. It's not him. a little town. It's in, um, it's in Shibuya. I've oh, seen really? it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Mm. So, yeah, they got – and there was another one actually that I found, which I didn't realize, effectively a similar story of a dog called Fido in Italy, a little greyhound that was found – it was sick, like on death's door and this – um. Guy, I think he worked in like a factory or something and he nursed it back to health, inseparable. Same thing, this guy would go to work and then he'd come home and he'd wait for him at the bus station and walk him home. Um, but then it got, it was this is in 1943, it got hit with a bombing raid during World War II and the guy died. Same thing, dog every single day. The townspeople love it, they all feed, you know, the local shopkeeper will give him some meat. And Jesus Christ. Yeah, so oh. it's. What well, the thanks fuck? for kirking us up after Jamie's story, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh I can't. God. I can't. So I literally, I I, I cry so easily, and but I. But you see know what? It's sad. But you know what's even sadder if the guy dies and the dog's like, "Well, I don't give a fuck." You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving on with my life. He's I got a new guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got. He's like fucking the neck. He's like, we're on a break. I got to know <laughs> the next the, that day. He's fucking someone else's uh, leg. But yeah, I guess that's another category of friendship. Friendship between you and your pets. And oh. I was saying to Chloe before we started, because, you know, Chloe has a cat. I have two cats. And mine's been sick today. And mm. you said Louis spewed, mine spewed. I was in all sorts all day. Just, it's so stressful. It's so stressful. Because it's your little best friend, but also they can't talk. Yeah, you can't explain to them <laughs> that it's like what's going on. I, I do mm. think... Um, <clears throat> Sorry, I do think my cat Louie is getting a better understanding because if I treat him like he's a cat and don't explain things, he's like, meow, 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 like if he's sick or if he's hungry. But lately I've, I've been like, hey, you're sick, just rest. He's resting. Or if I'm like, hey, we don't have food, you got to wait till your father comes home. Yeah. He stops yelling at me. Nice. So I do think he's maybe a genius. Yeah, <laughs> um, sounds that way. <laughs> but for the most part, it is very hard to communicate. <laughs> I keep writing him letters. He doesn't know what I'm doing. Oh, I can't write. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 handwriting's too bad. He's like re holding up to the light. He's showing Jacob. What the hell? <laughs> uh, that's I will cute. say that, like, as much as I love these cats, they're. I don't think there'd be a, one in the history of the world that would go to a train station away for me. Like, oh yeah. my God, they're no, no, so no. indifferent. No, mostly you hear with cats, it's like they guy the guy died and they ate the body. <laughs> yeah. no, well, I don't know. If I had died, this could have been a different story. But my last cat, Frank, he was the coolest guy in the world. I brought him with me to Melbourne. He would be on my lap in car rides. I'd bring him to bars, cafes. I was very single for a long time. <laughs> um, and he would walk me to the tram stop every day. And I'd get on a tram and I'd go to work and I'd come home and he'd meet me there and walk get me home. Out. Not kidding. Mm. He died though. So, <laughs> yeah, I was the one Hit who was <laughs> waiting at the tram stop every day. <laughs> Meowing at the fucking ground. There's a statue of you somewhere in front of me. <laughs> People feeding me little scraps. <laughs> 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 no, it was fucking devastating, though. Uh, Such wow. a good guy. I have an, also have another one, um, just an unlikely friendship, although this is of the human kind. Mm -hmm. This one um, just kind of threw me because I was looking, you know, you love like two friends that are kind of incongruous. You're like, Why, what do you guys possibly got in common? So this one is Samuel Beckett, the Irish playwright and novelist. Mm -hmm. He, the year that Waiting for Godot came out, blows up. And he decides to buy a little patch of land within this like commune in like rural France. And so there's all these little like, it's like, 
you know when you're 18 or even when you're 36 and you're like, if I was rich, I'd just buy a big plot of land, have all my friends move, we'd have different houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be so mess- fun. I've got that message from you. <laughs> so he does like plan. communist bullshit. He does. Oh my God. <laughs> um, he does. Uh, we could all that. delegate chores to each yeah. other. Yeah. No, there's no chores in this one. Um, <laughs> no chores. Can't wait to move just into Just a magic little yeah. world. No one has to take the bin out here. <laughs> it's Drew's land. You can drink, <laughs> drink Coke straight out of the lake. <laughs> um, so one of the other blokes who happens to live in this random rural fr- uh, French uh, commune is a, a fellow by the name of Boris Rusimov. I think he was Bulgarian. Uh, and he had a little son ca- uh, named Andre René. And so Rusinov would come around and he'd play cards with, um, with Beckett. And, you know, the kids are running around and whatnot. Uh, but over the years, little uh, Andre, he started growing and growing and by age 12... Oh, maybe go. he was a giant. <laughs> yeah. By age 12, he'd literally outgrown the school bus. So uh, Beckett, you know, all the kids were just like, dude, we can't fit you on the bus. You're huge. Oh. And Beckett had a ute. So he'd put Andre the giant into the tray of the ute and take him to school every day. And they just became like fast friends, this kid and this old like Irish, uh, you know, novelist. And um, Andre the Giant apparently loved retelling this story on the set of The Princess Bride. It was his favorite story to tell. And they were like, what did you guys possibly chat about? And he's like, we had a great time. And they're like, so, you know, what does a 12-year-old kid and an Irish playwright and novelist chat about? And he was just like, mostly cricket. (laughs) <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Oh, so oh, just chat cricket with Andre the Giant. Love That's that one. Gross. I am gonna cry. I fucking love Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I, me too. I, I find him so fascinating. Oh, Princess Bride is was a staple in my household growing up. We all had totally. to watch it at least once a year. Great flick. We, I introduced Jacob to it when we started dating. It was very exciting. Did he like it? He loved it. Yeah, How could you course. not? It's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just you do worry though sometimes like. I mean, this uh, is, like it does fit the theme of friendship, like like bearing your soul to a friend and showing them your favorite mm-hmm. thing in the world, and be like, "God, I hope they don't think this sucks." Ass. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like the classic thing of you know where you put something on. Uh, there's a thousand memes about it, but you put something on for someone to watch, and you see them look at their phone. Yeah, and just, like, oh. just watching them the whole oh, time. They, they go to the toilet. They don't pause it. Really? I'm like, this is a really funny thing. And she's like, don't pause it. Yeah, <laughs> like, what are you doing, fucking gardening? <laughs> the high art of the aux chord back in the day. Yeah. Where it's like I've got the next song, boys. Ever yeah. heard of a little band called Taking Back Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, boo. Where's Avicii? <laughs> 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 Rest in peace. They just don't get me. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So what can we? What can we wrap? Any other type of friendships have we missed? Any? I do think. Like you had backstabbing friendships, right? We don't want to. Yeah, I didn't have. Any, I didn't have anything uh, from my articles about that. It just came up before up. the board. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it is kind of a. A dark aspect <laughs> of friendship where you will, like the rest of them will do about. that. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly uh, a bit darker than uh, torture and <laughs> dead heads. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, if, you, if you, sorry. If no, you, you go. I was, just, I was stalling for time. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to save it for my pod, we'll, I want to get dark. Oh so yeah, if you want to talk about the backstabbing there, yeah. yeah, I've I've now that I've got the Patreon, I'm fucking naming names. Oh, <laughs> it's I like all coming that. out. I like <laughs> yeah, the Brisbane comedy community are shaking in their boots. Fuck <laughs> 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 like, yeah. Well, there's like you know the cat- other categories are obviously 
school friends um but as an adult then you got like friend friends work friends comedy which is a subset work of work friends, friends is it, almost. yeah i think mm. that's i do think that like I, i've never had a close friend from work like a mm. non-comedy like actual day job that mm. like i've not, had a few that ne- never that have never i've caught up with them after i've left like maybe twice ever it depends right? what and you classify as like Work, I guess, because it's all work. But like the the best man at my wedding, I met because we worked a big W together. I think that's like, different. Like, I've only worked that's kind in of like summer shit. camp mm. for work. Hospo you know? in like early young retail, I get. I was going to say I it's mostly that. hospo for me. Yeah. Although I went yeah. to a work friend's wedding earlier this year. So yeah. That was good. To get the that's invite. that's wild. Okay. You know, that's that's rare for me. An office, there is, you know, I don't I know. I feel like you don't have a lot in common when you yeah. since you're old enough to work in like a corporate stuffy environment not when you're like 16 yeah, 18 yeah. at retail like you're just you're formed in your head and you're like that guy sucks chloe's yeah. like working as a dog walker she's like these are all my best yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging out with them when you're Can I come to your wedding <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> which i'm gonna arrange by the way <laughs> oh my god it is it is so true i have a weird friendship dilemma with my little work friends um i ran into one of them on the street the other oh, day Oh, that's so funny great it's happened before but she was with her human mm-hmm. and i don't organize the walks i have a boss who does so i haven't met her human okay. so so there's the dog crossing the road, sees me. I see the dog. She's wagging. I'm excited, also <laughs> wagging. And the woman was on the phone and she doesn't know who I am. Oh, no. I, oh, I couldn't introduce like myself. I just I just went, hi. Oh. <laughs> Walked off. Yeah. Oh, so sad. That's yeah. so true. You don't understand <laughs> we're friends, you know? Like, <laughs> we hang out. Yeah. Every day. Oh. It was so weird. I tried to explain it to Jacob and he's like, yeah, like when you see a friend at the pub but you can't say hi. And I'm like, no, it's like on Handmaid's Tale when their child is ripped from their arm <laughs> yeah. and then they have to pretend it's not their child. <laughs> I, think it might, I think it might be somewhere in the middle. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's two polar extremes of the situation. I do think uh, talk of tear jerking stuff we talked about, I don't know, uh, one of the most easy tear jerking things that I can do is to watch uh, military uh, mm. dogs reunited, reunited with military mm. or, you know, dog reunited yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. And Or there's another, and I don't have the details, but there's a very, there's a common like thing where it's like a zookeeper raised like a lion from a pup oh, to yeah. be like Love a those. year old. And then like 10 years later, the, and the, the crazy thing of those ones that you see them all the time is, adult lion or whatever it is massive panther and it sees the owner the 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 one that it's six years ago and it looks and then it has this like reaction that could either be i love this person or i'm going to eat and destroy this person <laughs> they start running yeah. over there and their owner's just like oh i'm gonna trust that this is gonna go well and that always does you don't want to see the outtakes from oh, that series i know <laughs> what you're watching always does there are plenty of videos where it does like, not oh, just <laughs> delete the sd card those are those are great. Those are very adorable i always think that i am you know i think i watched the thornbreeze wild thornbreeze too much as a kid or something i always think that I am going to be special and that the, you know, wild monkeys aren't going to attack me. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, the downfall. It's the like the lines. bear guy. There's a, there's a guy who lived with, uh, the grizzly, man. Grizzlies. Yeah, the grizzly man. Yeah. yeah. And oh, that, this is that. what we're talking about where it's, it's okay. like, he was like, oh, no, you guys are crazy. Huh? These are my buddies. And then they're like, oh, you <laughs> well, talk, talk about backstabbing you're friends. Saying, you're starting to turn into a big salmon there, buddy. You know? <laughs> no. Have you seen, have you seen it? No. I don't, well, spoiler alert for anyone. Do you guys care if I spoil it? No. Go for no. it. It was different fucking bears. 
bears, okay? His bears uh, moved on and he was still in the same area. Uh, Other bears came through, plus the food sources were low at that time. I mean, at that point, you can't have been that great fucking friends if you're like, hey, my bear! And the guy's like, I'm yeah. not even the same bear, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they attacked I'm him, actually. Kill, I'm yeah. going to kill and eat you. How dare you insult <laughs> Rupert by thinking I'm the, yeah, that guy. He's you know? bear racist, so yeah, he yeah, to yeah. <laughs> I don't see bears. <laughs> Uh, well, I suppose we can start to wrap it up. I don't. Do we have a the quote? last questions? Yeah. Really no, they don't apply at all. So. Um, would I like to retire with my best friends? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you okay. look for in a best friend, Chloe? Yeah. Like, if you want someone wanted to be your friend and not for nine years and then profess their love to you, but like, what do you, what do you, what do you want? A uh, girl. You want a girl? I want a girl. You want a girl? <laughs> I want a girl. <laughs> all my best friends have always been boys, except for one in high school. Who we were also making out and and stuff, so it's confused. I want a girl, although I have sisters. I'm very blessed. Mm-hmm. I get like so excited when I meet girls. Okay, I'm like, are we gonna be best as friends? You seem like pretty close as friends with your sister. Ah, you uh, yeah, like, they're my best counts. friends. Yeah. Um. So what I look for is a uh, beautiful hair, big tits, <laughs> <laughs> same DNA as me. Same bloodline. Pretty much. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, what yeah. about you guys? What do you look for? I look for a tall guy and a short guy. Apollo <laughs> <laughs> <Polo> extremes. <laughs> Let's split the difference here. One's torturing you, the other's trains. I'm Andrew the Giant. <laughs> One rides in my ute. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I think the concept of best friends is something that should surely fall away by the time yeah. you're. 18. Yeah. Do you really? We were at the Vic this year, <laughs> almost crying, saying we loved each other. Yeah, that's, <laughs> different. that's different. <laughs> that's about? the exact thing. <laughs> there was an article where, uh, and it was some like woke school going crazy where schools are trying to uh, ban the phrase best friends. They won't want kids <gasps> to say it anymore. They that don't. sounds like work gone crazy. Yeah. Well, does. they were like, they're saying, you, don't, you, you guys aren't best friends. You can be friends with everyone because it isolates kids who don't have a best friend. I was reminded and of this practice by uh, my wife the other day. Uh, <laughs> did you have this in your school where uh, like you graduate a year and obviously like the class makeup changes of the year? but you get to nominate a certain amount of friends so you can guarantee that you're with one friend in that what? year. No. Mm, that's not ringing no. any bells. It does yeah. oh, Maybe it was a thing for all of us. We just were never picked by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It definitely happened to me, like, growing up in Holland. It was like, oh, like, uh, at the end of, I, I, get, I think it was year five. It was like year six, you're all going to different classes but like nominate five, like a list of five. Oh, and then like wow. you'll definitely get in with one person. You could get all five if you're lucky, but you probably won't. And then like you had to go around to your friends being like, all right, well, you're, you're this not is like one. MySpace Top 8, but yeah. original. Yeah, yeah, I mean, MySpace Top 8 is a classic best friendship <gasps> yeah, example. Mine was Dane Cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom. that's tough because you got, you got five or six and you can't just add three randoms in. You yeah. have to like some joke ones in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It said a lot about who you were. Who you were. What was your order? MySpace profile song? Do you remember? I don't John. think I had one. I would have been a Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's sick, dude. <laughs> that's <laughs> why we're friends now. Guys <laughs> 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 All right, well, let's... We should wrap it there, man. Let's plug the one pod one more yeah. time. Yeah, one more time. My pod? pod? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> we had to plug our pod at the end of our own pod. <laughs> so if you like this one... Uh, <laughs> I mean, we do that with the Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess so. 
<laughs> um, it's the friend request. It's on YouTube and all of the streaming platforms. And you heard it here first about that Patreon. Yeah. Nothing yeah. gets people more excited to sign up than the, the promise that you're going to dish some fucking oh, I I really open up. There's a lot of goss. I don't know if anyone gives a shit, but I'm, I'm venting basically. What kind of goss are we talking? Um, anyone who's fucking wronged me, man. <laughs> revenge type gossip. Yeah, I it's like revenge. That. Um, a little bit, but it's very much from the perspective of me being like, I did nothing wrong. <laughs> 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 Listen to only my side. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Check it out though. That'd be um, a good thing for the Patreon to get people on and be like, Let's hash We've it heard out. my side. Let's hear your bullshit side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be. Look, I'll um I'll reach out to the one person I've already gossiped about, but um she doesn't talk to me. Just edit her, her version to be like, <laughs> I am the problem <laughs> in our <laughs> issue. It is all my fault. <laughs> would you say you're a good friend? No. Yeah, we I do also want to say that when, if you come and listen to my pod, I also play sleepover games with the guests. Oh, which can is we fun. Do what, what kind? Uh, we play Would You Rather, Fuck, Marry, Kill, and Truth or Dare. Do you usually. have one now that we could do quickly? We d- I already we, did yeah, it, we'll do it when we go yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, save it. it. Okay. Yeah, save on, it for the pod. I had to come choose on. Fuck, Marry, Kill, you two and Hastings. That's what I had to choose. <laughs> That's an easy kill. I'm like, can I use the same on all three of these guys? I want to fuck all three. Mormon marry all of you guys. Um, uh, yeah, no, listen to Chloe's pod. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> These two idiots will be on soon, I imagine, mm-hmm. if they play their cards right. Mm-hmm. They don't end up on the Patreon getting <laughs> fucking chewed out. Uh, the uh, patrons were actually just the proper goss. <laughs> <laughs> and subscribe and to our Patreon, speaking yeah. of. Yes, $5 a month gets you two bonus episodes per month. They've been awesome so far. I believe when this Lots comes out, Ben Cosham will have just done his history of Sydney comedy covering a room <gasps> that me and Ben used to run called Cactus Juice. And also you will get to hear Alexi's Deep dive into video stores. Yeah. A lot of good stuff Super on the Patreon. Fun. Get into it. All right. Thanks, uh, everyone. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Chloe. Chloe for listening. Thank you. Thank you, Chloe, for coming on. Listen to the friend request. Bye. And keep <laughs> listening to this pod. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>